Today we'll be continuing our fourth metaphor in the book of 2 Corinthians. And so we'll be in chapter 4, starting at verse 7. It reads, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not out of us. And so, we're continuing looking at this metaphor of being a vessel, even as this verse brings out an earthen vessel. And so I even wanted to start, because this metaphor, or even this word, is not too commonly mentioned um, to us. Even as Christians growing up, you know, we, we hear we're, we are created in God's image, we are members of the body of Christ. There's a lot of things that we're aware that we are as believers, but we might not realize that we are a vessel. And actually that the Bible puts a lot of emphasis on this word and even this metaphor that as believers, as human beings, we were all created as a vessel. Um, so some verses to bring this out more. One is in Romans 9.23. And that verse reads, In order that he might, and this is God, might make known his riches, the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he had before prepared unto glory. So again, we have this word here, vessels. This is speaking about God creating us as vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory. And so, one more verse I just wanted to mention with this word vessel. Actually, it was in Acts 9.15. And this is when Saul, who later became Paul, when he was still persecuting the believers that and the Lord came and appeared to him on his on the road to Damascus in a bright light knocked him down and at that moment he was actually saved he believed in the Lord and then he was sent to wait for someone to come and pray over him actually because when he was blinded from this encounter. And then God peered to another member of the body of Christ named Ananias. And God said to him to go to this vessel, this chosen vessel named Paul. So God said that he had chosen him. And not only that he just he was a chosen person, but he was a chosen vessel. So again, we need to look at what what is a vessel? A vessel is something that is designed or made to contain contain something. Water bottle contains water. Cup that they're created in such a way that something would be put into them or stored in them. And so, 
the Bible, God's word reveals that human beings, we were created as vessels. But this verse that we read in 2 Corinthians, even this metaphor, it tells us what is meant to be in our vessel. And that is a priceless treasure. And that treasure, as we have mentioned, and as we've been talking about, is the Holy Spirit, even Christ Himself, God's life, that when we repented, when we asked for forgiveness, when we believed into Jesus Christ, actually, He came into us. We even mentioned He came into our human spirit, and He came in to be the treasure in our earthen vessel. So we're here, we're earthen, we're made from the dust of the earth, we're created, as it says in Genesis 2. So we were created in this way, but we were created with a human spirit that actually could contain God Himself, that God would come in and enter into our vessel to be a treasure. So, we need to look also at this word, earthen. What do we mean by earthen? And actually, this shows us somewhat of a harmonious paradox that takes place within a Christian. So, the Christian life is one in which there is an incomprehensible spiritual paradox that is always taking place within us. And so, most of us probably are familiar with what paradox, you've heard the word, what it means, but I just want to give you a definition really quick. So, a paradox is a logically self-contradictory statement or a statement that runs contrary to one's expectations. It is a statement that despite apparently valid reasoning from true premises leads to a seemingly self-contradictory or a logically unacceptable conclusion. And so you seem to have two things going on within our being. And what we're going to look at today is we have an earthen vessel that is weak and fragile, but we have a priceless treasure within us, like we said, which is God Himself, God's life, which is all-powerful, perfect in every way. But we have both of these taking place simultaneously within our being. And so it kind of presents us with this seemingly paradox, spiritual paradox taking place within us. And so it is normal that we would still have aspects of our human earthen vessel that is weak and fragile. And Today, I know for me, I kind of grew up with a kind of distorted Christian view of what a Christian should be. That a Christian should keep endeavoring and, and you kind of like, you're more perfect. A lot of your defects as you go on are all dealt with. 
and you just arrive more and more as just this perfect Christian without any flaws, without any problems in your life. But that's not what the Bible reveals about a Christian life. That actually, that kind of Christian life is actually very artificial. That that kind of living might not have much expression of the precious treasure that is within us. Because if we have that kind of mindset, we could be very focused in human endeavor, trying to better ourselves. We could be very focused on our performance, what we do outwardly, our behavior. But a normal Christian life is one in which we may doubt even in moments of our greatest assurance. We may find ourselves inwardly weak even in moments of our greatest strength. We may be inwardly fearful in the midst of real courage before God. Or we may inwardly be doubting in the moments of extreme, exhilarating joy. And it's this kind of paradox within us that proves that there, there is a treasure within our weak earthen vessel. And I think what we can follow, we can continue following the Apostle Paul to kind of see this in his life. And it can help us even with our own Christian life. And so now I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 12.9. And you may be familiar with at least this portion where Paul that he actually, he got a thorn in his flesh. And he prayed that to God, in verse 8, he entreated the Lord three times that it might depart from him. And listen to the Lord's response to him in verse 9. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ might tabernacle over me or overshadow me. And then the next verse in verse 10. Therefore, I am well pleased in weaknesses, in insults, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses on behalf of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am powerful. And so here, with Paul, he had this thorn in his flesh. And it made Paul weak. And he prayed to God that it it might depart from him, that it might leave. But God's answer is that his power, God's power, is perfected in Paul's weakness. So, you might ask, well, how... How is the Lord's power perfected in human weakness? God said, My power will overshadow or cover your weakness. So this means that as a Christian, it doesn't mean that our weakness is eliminated. Nor does it mean that we 
as a Christian, only have the Lord's power. Whenever we encounter a problem, whenever we have a difficulty, we only experience the Lord's power. No, we have both taking place. We have weakness. We're an earthen vessel. But at the same time, we have God's power. In this other words, God's grace. It's there overshadowing, covering our weakness. So the Christian life is really one where the Lord's power is manifested, is shown forth in our weakness, in our earthen vessel. And even this word, again, this earthen, earthen, you think about it like a clay pot, how fragile it can be. You pick it up, you accidentally drop it, it chips or it breaks or it shatters. As earthen vessels, we are weak, but we have this priceless treasure within us. And you see this further throughout Paul's life, that Paul was one who constantly had this paradox taking place within him. He had the treasure transcending and overshadowing his earthen vessel and being manifest through him. So with Paul, we see one who was afraid at many different times. He even says this in 2 Corinthians about himself. Yet, he was strong. He was troubled in his heart. Yet, he had hope. He was surrounded by enemies, yet he wasn't captured. He was met with persecution, but he did not feel rejected or cast aside by God. He seemingly was knocked down, but he did not die. He, we see he was weak, but when he was weak, he was powerful. He seemingly was sad, but he says, He was always rejoicing. He was seemingly poor, but he made many rich. He seemingly had nothing, but he had everything. So this is the real Christian life as seen in the Apostle Paul. You see both of these taking place at the same time. You see he's weak, yet he's strong. He's being persecuted, but that's not putting him to an end all the negative things that would come and all of his weakness that would come out, that did not define him. But all in that weakness, it allowed God's power to be shown forth, the treasure to be manifested. And this is the same with us in our Christian life. That as Christians, we are those who we have weakness. And we can recognize it so much in our life, in so many areas. But as a Christian, our goal should not be to self-better, make ourselves better, perfect ourselves in some way where we try to eliminate all of our weakness. But as Christians, we should be those, even in what we've been covering, that we should love the Lord. We should trust in Him. We should turn to Him. We should keep pursuing Him. We should keep leaning on Him, depending on Him, realizing, yes, we have weakness. But 
God's power, God's grace is there for us in our weakness. That maybe you're going through something and in the midst of that you can turn to God and it doesn't mean that as you turn to God that everything within, there won't be any kind of still fear, there won't be any kind of anxiety, but in the midst you can turn to God and you can experience God's grace in that situation, bringing you through. But the way He brings you through might not look like we think it might look like. It doesn't just mean, oh, you get this sudden burst of energy and power that's beyond you, and then everything negative, every even feeling of doubt or struggle that was going on within just vanishes like that. No, no, no. There might still be a lot there because you're a vessel, an earthen, weak vessel. We all are. But it's in the midst of this situation. It's in the midst of this struggle that we can experience God's grace, God's power, or the treasure that's within our vessel. Because we're not here to manifest ourselves. Look how great my vessel is. Look how great I am. But everything is to glorify and express our God. And as we are going through something in the midst of our weakness, and we're struggling, everyone realizes we're struggling in that situation. But there's something else there than just our struggle. We have God's grace bringing us, carrying us through something that we could never do ourselves. We could never survive. We could never make it in ourselves. We would crumble. We would completely crack. We would fail. But in the midst of that, God's grace is there bringing us through. And so just in closing, to wrap this up, we are a vessel created by God. We were created to contain God Himself as the treasure, the treasure within our earthen vessel. But as a vessel, an earthen vessel, we are weak. But we have God, God's life, God's grace in the midst of any situation to bring us through that we can turn to Him, we can experience Him, and that treasure can then be expressed through our earthen vessel. Others can see God's glory manifested and lived out through us. And we see it in the Apostle Paul. His earthen vessel remained weak. He still had many problems, many things that would come up. But you can see through Paul's life the treasure in his earthen vessel. And that's how our Christian life should be to our friends, to our neighbors, to our classmates, to everyone, to our family. They should see as we go through a Christian life, not a perfect Christian, but one that expresses and manifests God's glory, the treasure in our earthen vessel.